Welcome everyone to another King Reflections episode. I'm Daniel Oliver, your host, a graphic designer and a personal trainer by trade and studying to do my life coach course. And I want to be able to help you wake up from the deluded nightmare you have been unconsciously living. Tear away the crazy glasses society has told us to wear and see life for what it really is. You are in control of your life. You are able to do anything. You are the decision maker of your life. You hold the power. And in today's episode, I've invited another guest on. Uh, and this guest is actually my housemate, Connor Homine. And he has gone on a self-development journey this past 12 to 18 months that I've known him since living with him last January. Um, and we talk on about split parents, uh, self-realizations, you know, with subconsciously um, taking on roles, dealing with past events and holding resentment, uh, perspectives within relationships, uh, self-growth. We talk about temptations and we also talk about his uncle's um, suicides impacting his life. So it's a lot of stuff that we went over and we did this one about probably about two weeks ago um, and finally got around to finishing editing it and being able to put it out there. So this is just, um, we didn't even go into his um, business things or his entrepreneur um, projects that he's been trying to do. He's done numerous ones or tried numerous ones. And um, one that's stuck the most though is his um, dog training business, King Canine Training. So called King Canine Dog Training, sorry. Uh, so you can look him up there on Instagram. Um, and yeah, just give him a follow. He now does more mindset stuff, which is great. Self-development um, uh, epiphanies and stuff like that. So, and he always wants to obviously share that information that he's learned for himself with his friends um, and, and all his followers on uh, Instagram. So it's really good to see um, how far his journey has come. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this uh, conversation that we have. And yeah, take care and king up. All right, welcome, Connor Homine. How are you going? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Very good, thank you. So, for those who don't know, Connor is my housemate, and I've been living with him for about a year and three months ish, we'll say. Um, I'm glad you're keeping track. <laughs> well, I know it was January the 14th, I think, that I moved in, or something along those lines. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um,. Yeah, so I, I moved in and uh, I, met, I knew Connor before that via the gym because um, he came to the gym that I was PTing at and um, from there got to know him obviously a lot more when I moved in, a whole lot more. <laughs> Though he was hardly around for the first three months because he was occupied with a certain someone. <laughs> so um, yes, very occupied. I didn't get to know him completely that well until after those three months when he was heartbroken, so... Oh, <laughs> straight into that. Of course. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Connor. Where, where, um, yeah, about a little bit about your childhood and stuff. Oh, in thirty seconds or thirty to sixty seconds. Tell oh, me how you so got actually, it was brought up, born in the Shire. Um, then I was living with my grandparents, obviously my parents were in the picture as well. Um, and then from there we moved to Wollongong and, um, you know, being Wollongong pretty much the entirety of my life. Um, you know, had a pretty good upbringing and then, um, parents split at age 16, uh, started to, you know, do the rebellious teenager sort of things. Um, and then I, at 18, I was unfortunately kicked out of home. Oh, yep. Um, home at 18. Yeah. Um, and then I was very fortunate. I was with a partner and, um, her family took me in at the time. Um, and you know, like forever grateful for that. And then, then I moved in with my father. <clears throat> um, he had a place and, um, you know, he was able to make room for me. Um, and then things sort of like, I don't know, I've always been a sort of like, I want to do it myself kind of person. And, um, so I didn't really feel comfortable living with my dad. Like it wasn't like there was a problem or anything like that. I just, I don't know. There was something about me that wanted to sort of like, it was time. It was time for me to go on my own, um, leave the nest. So I was there for probably like not even six months and yeah, I, I moved in with, Lance, which is where we're at now. And, um, you know, the, the journey's been the way it is, I guess. Very good. Okay. So back to, I want to know, what was it like having 
or split parents like when they split what 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 brought on what 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 thoughts it sucks you know like it it sucks because and like I, I don't know anyone that sort of is has gone through the whole you know split parents situation um it depend it really depends on your age and where your maturity levels are at um i was obviously going through a very hormonal stage in my life so like you know the testosterone was starting to like build up in me and like i thought you know like i could just do anything and everything um and i was very immature um but at the same time i had to mature i thought quickly because like i have younger siblings so like in my head i thought you know like i've got to take that father figure i got to take that manly role which really was just putting a lot of pressure on myself and caused me to you know do you know some silly actions i don't I like i don't know it, it's it's hard to sort of like sit here and go like all the actions i did were negative but i don't i don't know there, there's some things I, I still hold to my heart like i i know i made the right decision no matter what the outcome was um and like i wouldn't change anything like i wouldn't go back and change it i think i'm going off topic but um no 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 um yeah as for like going back to like your age i think when you are younger i mean it's probably a bit easier because you've grown up with your parents being split so you kind of don't really know any different but when you've had like that experience of like your parents being together for a, a long period of time because I was 16 when they split so I was used to like the happy families like that was you know something that and when it when it ended like that was it it was done like there was n- a very slim chance for it to ever be the same again mm-hmm. and um yeah so knowing that knowing that that was never going to happen again that was very hard to sort of understand and accept so that's the hardest part is like wanting something that you can't have and you know it's not good for the situation. So like you have to just grow and learn to accept it. Mm. Okay. Did you actually ever blame yourself for their split? Like did the parents put any, did they actually, yeah, that question, but also you said you um, took on the role. Mm-hmm. Did they put any pressure of that? Did your parents say, oh, now you've got to take care of your siblings? Yeah, no. So th- it was never like, they would always say, like, I still feel this now, like, you know, however many years it's been, like, I still have this, I actually like blew up at my sister, not at her, like it was her fault or anything, but like, I was just venting. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't never blamed myself and I don't think me or any of my siblings did because we were very aware of how my parents relationship were as much as I think that we weren't like we seen it all well I seen it all anyway I mm. I kind of predicted it predicted it oh god I can't even say it. that's right predicted it yeah yeah like it happening so I don't know I guess I probably like over manifested and sort of like yeah anyway it ended up happening so but yeah I, I don't blame myself like at the end of the day like um yeah it was destined to happen and i guess there was no real i don't know they they never really made it out like it was our fault i think the the problems that were lying was in between them not us okay yeah. um <clears throat> that's good yeah <laughs> yeah um but then with like me taking on that role that was just like a egotistical thing i think for myself like i think because I was the eldest child, I am the eldest child, and I was, you know, the male of the house for that certain amount of time. Mm. I just, you know, just, you know, young kid full of testosterone was just going like, well, I'm the man of the house now. I took my opportunity, I claimed my rank. Uh-huh. <laughs> but as I got older and as I matured, and especially after I moved out, Um, I didn't, I held a lot of resentment and a lot of anger towards my mom for kicking me out. Um, and I didn't speak to her for two years, probably longer. Um, so there was no contact. Um, but as for the time that I was there, I did, um, I don't know. I think I made it very difficult for her, which at the time I didn't really think that way I was just sort of trying to look out for myself and my siblings and um there are a lot of the time where there was a uh, 
it's kind of hard to actually say this because like I'm on good terms with my mom at the moment. So like, I don't see her the way I used to, I, you know, like I've, I've learned to, you know, not hold on to things as much anymore. And it used to bother me. So I used to be able to very, be very passionate about how I felt and how like talking about it. But now it's kind of like in the past, like kind of just let, let it go. Like there's no need yeah. to hold on to that sort of things. But basically I used to just have a lot of hate towards my mom. I used to be super resentful because like I would blame my mom for the reason why my parents split up. Mm. Um, and then like the way my mom would act didn't actually help the situation. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I can't judge someone on how they parent because, you know, you, you don't really know what's going on through how they're feeling and the, their situation. Everyone reacts differently to their, mm. uh, the way things happen. And um, so, yeah, it wasn't great. Like you could put it down in the category of mental abuse. Um, that was That was the hardest thing for me to overcome. And I think I have to take some sort of accountability because I probably didn't help myself in this situation. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's helped me grow and recognize different you know, like flaws and traits in people and how they treat people. And, um, you know, I can see things a lot quicker, whereas I feel like most people would sort of miss those kind of signs. Um, but yeah. So you pick up on the, the subtle cues of, um, this, you could say the strain in their voices of deceit or, um, even in just their actions and their facial expressions. Yeah, basically, I learned really quickly when people are lying to me um, because, yeah, like a lot of the time my mum would lie and I know she was only trying to like protect me in her sense. Like I, I assume that's what it was, um, but it, it got to the point where like it almost made me feel like she was believing her own lies mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm here going like, ah, this ain't. <laughs> but, you know, think about it. I was a 16-year-old kid like – um, you know, and then turning 18, like, I think that's a very crucial part. Like you, you kind of need some sort of like guidance and discipline between those, those two years because you're, you're a boy and like, we do dumb shit. Like, and we don't have that sort of sense of control. Cause like, I've got a lot of respect for my parents' opinion. And I think that saved me a lot in the long run. Cause I would, sort of think before I did things, although I don't as much now, but like, <laughs> <laughs> um, at the time, like even at school, I'd be like, oh man, if, if the teacher tells my dad that I've done this, I'm getting it. Like he's going to hand me the, <laughs> the boots. So <laughs> I was yeah, very, I had a lot of respect. I wasn't scared. I just, there was a lot of respect. I didn't want my parents to think, low of me not that they ever would but like i never wanted to you know put them in a situation where they had a shit of a kid so i think that saved me a lot and like that's where i'm very grateful for like my parents sort of like helping me learn respect mm. um and having value in who i am even though like it was more or less like not wanting to disappoint them but um yeah mm. <laughs> now you said before that um you got kicked out of home at what age sorry i was 18 yeah 18 and you moved in with your partner at the time mm -hmm. but you told me before at one stage that you were living in your car yeah i i, I don't like to really oh i'm happy to talk about it but yeah i didn't tell anyone um i just sort of like yeah so basically at that time, it was a very low point and like, I didn't want to be a burden to anyone mm. and I didn't want to like, you know, like, so yeah, it was just, just me and my dog. And, um, I think it wasn't a very long time. Um, but yeah, no one really knew about it. So <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it was, it was one of those moments where it was more or less, I kind of wanted to get caught like, and like, this is like, we're like a toxic trait that I guess I had, like, 
I wanted that attention. Like I, I wanted the feeling of someone actually caring. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of like put myself in that position of like, oh yeah, maybe if I stay in my car, someone will see that. And then someone will be like, oh, Connor, what are you doing? And like, that is so, I look at, at that and I'm like, I'm so glad that I've grown from that stage. And like, I'm being able to recognize that that was just an absolutely stupid and immature thing to do. Like, for goodness sake, how the hell was I supposed to live out of my car? Like, that's just ridiculous. Um, but I think I do like to appreciate how you said that it, you you wanted attention. It is a cry for help. It was you really showing that, you know, I'm not getting the emotional support that I need right now. Mm. And um, it seems like no one cared or no, yeah. one, no one put in effort to... But it, yeah, it's definitely the wrong way to go about it. Like... Oh, of yeah. course, it, you were young and immature, but I don't blame you for mm. having that mindset at that young yeah. age and taking such an extreme action. Yeah. And yeah, so I mean, yeah, it, it's it's super hard to like sort of explain to someone that hasn't gone through, I guess, those sort of mental of course, yeah, definitely. Like, issues. Because like in my family, there is a lot of mental health issues there. Um, and we all have different sort of things like my brother i'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch on anything because like i don't think that's very fair especially he's not here to sort of talk about himself so i'm sure one day like that will come out but yeah he has his fair share of issues i have my fair share of issues um you know literally throughout the bloodline like i feel like we all do um I guess we all do in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we're all human. We all have our demons. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a matter of being able to recognize it. Um, and taking action to either keep going and make it worse for yourself or actually go, okay, I need to be aware of when I'm like this and what can I do to be better in this situation or be more in control of, what I'm doing and um, not follow that same path as every other time because you're just going to stay in that same circle. And um, yeah, like my, my traits are like, I over exaggerate on my stories. I like to, you know, make embellish. Them yeah. <laughs> um, definitely like with the whole, it's not on a extreme level anymore, but yeah, definitely like attention seeking is, definitely there like i love it <laughs> um except now um, i kind of do it in a more like it's not like destructive feel, way yeah sense. it's not feel sorry for me it's more or less like yo look at me like <laughs> i uh, i make it very obvious so and like that's that's a change i made because at the end of the day yeah yeah people will feel sorry for you and stuff like that but it gets old um, and eventually if you don't change the way you are, you're only just going to stay in that cycle. And then that just leads to, I guess, worse. I can't even say it. Like your sadness becomes greater because you're not actually growing. You're just consistently staying in the same. Well, you're sinking yourself deeper if you're focusing on the, your self pity or your, yeah, your yeah. distraught and your negative, um, situations all the time yeah that's it so actually when um and i guess the point of this podcast was um so it's all about king reflections and you know reflecting on um things that come across our life or our path or even our week and just going and observing Mm. say you know paying attention to where our mind drifts to and what we actually think about and what what our actions are after we think of those thoughts because you know our thoughts lead to actions and actions lead to behavior. So when I first moved in um, uh, with Connor and Lance, like I said, Connor was um, in a relationship, so he wasn't around that much. But after the relationship, um, or even just during that that time, that first three months to four months, um, you could see maturity levels a lot less compared to right now because you decided to take a self-development path in a sense mm-hmm. or started to focus on yourself, improving yourself. Tell me the what changed or what flicked the switch from um, you letting go obviously of the, the relationship at the time but also letting go of 
who you were at that time and wanting to change who you are? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I still feel like I, I hold a part of me. Um, it's like little sort of segments and blocks that keep just chipping not yeah. away, but like I hold a, just a, a piece each time, each yeah. time I grow, like there's always like that little reminder of like who you were before. Um, yeah, I just want to say like that relationship I am actually so grateful for, although it was very <laughs> toxic. Um, I, I can't thank that person now enough because like, yes, I had so much anger and like just, it was shit. Like I was pissed off when it ended but um right now all i can be is grateful because i've learned so much not only about myself um but like what what i can do what i can achieve um on my own um and not actually needing someone mm-hmm. um and i think the biggest thing for me like and it <laughs> it i think it doesn't matter whether it's heartbreak or you know business failure or you know just failing in general your your mindset on that has to be like okay i can do better what can i do better Mm. um and the people you surround yourself around is a massive impact on like who you are uh like definitely yeah (laughs) so I, i feel like eventually i would have taken this path but having you move in and considering that you're a more mature person, like <laughs> he's joking about it. <laughs> in some sense, okay, like compared to a lot of my my friends, um, you know, like even Lance as well. Like the the reason why I've, I've been here for so long is because me and Lance have that respect for each other, as well as like we're able to, you know, like if I'm down, he'll pick me up. If he's down, not that I. I don't think I've ever seen him down. So, like, anyway. Um, but, yeah, like, it's very important. And then you moved in and I think that was the biggest spark to my um, sort of growth. And then, like, I started, I guess, using you as a mentor in a way. Mm. Um, and it had definitely helped with the growth and seeing things. Um, I feel like it was always there but mm. I never really took enough action. Mm. Um, and yeah, like that's definitely one thing. As I said it the other day, like you, I see you as like an older brother that I never had. And like the, and that like, that's the thing for me. And like the way I see like, cause I am the eldest sibling in my family. Like I'm like, I find myself as like a guidance tool. I make all the mistakes and then I try and teach my younger siblings like, yeah, you can either go down that same path and maybe do it better and not make the mistake mm. or you can try and find a better way. Yeah, or learn from me. Learn yeah. From, you know. They don't. They still do, do the same things, stupid yeah. shit. But like it, it's all a part of growing. Like I, I am very proud of my siblings for how far they have come. Um, yes, they can do a lot of stupid things like I guess we all do. Yeah. Um, but yeah moving forward i guess like i think the biggest thing when especially when it comes to relationships like um you you have to learn i have we've been saying this a lot like love is definitely just it's just a decision like it's something that you choose to do it's Um, more an action than a feeling yeah um and i think a lot of people rely on love for a relationship to work and um when things aren't reciprocated or you know like you find you'll find yourself sort of not working together and it's more or less like one person battling with each other Mm. and um i don't know like there's just there's so much to it and there's so much i have to learn but like i can't be good for someone if i'm not good for myself completely Mm -hmm. yet so like yeah i need to be 100% confident in who I am mm-hmm. before I can go, okay, I'm ready now to be a part of someone else's life and take on, because like we all hold so many expectations and you can't expect someone to be exactly like you mm. and you can't expect someone to want to do all the things you want to do. And like, you know, we get fed all this bullshit on social media, like, um, you know, like 
two people have to be exactly the same for it to work like there's so many things just out there like that sort of so misleading and um at the end of the day like you have to be able to work together with each other's differences and it's not technically what the person is into it's who the person is and um Mm -hmm. how willing they are to commit to being with you and same goes for how willing you are to be committed to being with that person because we all have goals we all have dreams we all have different aspects on life and um sometimes like it just doesn't work like she might be a banger he might be hot as hell but like Mm. at the end of the day like it's sometimes it's just it's that's just at all all it is and um you you can't just go off physical attraction um even emotional attraction like you could be so emotionally attracted to someone but like can become toxic in the end yeah well that's it like there's so many different things and like i don't want to put too much of a negative thing onto it but like a lot of um relationships fail because people are just like so infatuated with just being in a relationship because they see all these social media um relationships and like (laughs) these uh influenced relationships and like they have their problems too they just don't show which is very unfortunate because like i i believe social media is the best thing in the world like um Mm. you know marketing reasons um growth reasons there are so many things out there that are really good for helping with mindset but we are so attracted to like what is appealing to the eye and not really like no one wants to hear about you know (laughs) how to focus on yourself everyone wants to just see you know the g-wagons and the you know boob jobs and big asses and you know abs and pecs and stuff like that they want to see all the success they don't want to see the grind um and that's what a relationship is it is a grind it's just like going to work every day like instead instead it's not just like you know you work eight hours like you're working all the time yeah like and you have to it's just a mindset like because eventually you're going to have a family if that's the right person and then you've got you got to look after kids and if you can't look after yourself and then if you can't be able to help communicate and respect another person then how are you supposed to continue on with having children and teaching them about life I think a lot of relationships that I've witnessed or observed, I should say, um, to me, they seem to take it as like a trophy. It's a a trophy thing. Oh, yeah, me and my partner, we met somewhere, um, you know, hooked up a couple of times and thought, oh, yeah, we like each other. We we are attracted to each other. Let's try being with each other. And then they get that stuck, this stuck, uh, they get stuck in this concept of, well, we've been together for like three months now and might as well keep going. Like there's no point in breaking up, obviously, you know, and through, through everyone, it's like, you know, you've got to commit to a, a relationship mm-hmm. sort of thing. But if there's no commitment to actually exploring what the person needs, the other person needs and wants, also what you also need and want, um, it becomes a one-on-one, like one-on-one against each other rather than a teamwork together to build each other up. You're, you're always constantly tearing each other down, calling each other names, and always pulling out each other's flaws and mm. I, I feel I think that's a very like I don't know I guess it's, it's hard because like, with the experience I, experiences that I've had um, yeah there's been arguments and fights and all that sort of stuff and I think that's just common like um, sometimes uh, the communication just gets forced uh, because eventually, you know, you can only hold back the beasts for so long. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's only it's our own fault for holding those back because we didn't well, obviously... Yeah, exactly, because we care too much about the person's feelings, but when really... What, <laughs> We're caring it, about ourselves, really. Yeah. Like it, you turn yeah. it around. Yeah. I just don't um, want to get blasted by this person. I have yeah. to deal with their emotions. Yeah. <laughs> so... Props yeah. to <laughs> But um, I think... A lot of people these days, they do fall very easily. Um, and then, you know, heartbreak sets in and then that's when it becomes very like this wall is up. And like, 
I don't think there's anything wrong with trying. I don't think there's anything wrong with going out there and go like, you know what? I genuinely like this person. Mm. Let's have a go. But like you have to, before you take that action, you have to sit with yourself and go like, am I ready? And like when I meet, when I say that, I mean like, are you ready? Like, are you content enough with yourself and not like in a, a stage where you're just complete, like, cause I, I don't think I'll ever be complete. Mm. I think I'll always be just in that progress. one. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And like, because like, there's so like, I just want to continue growing, like I'd be fucking the swear shit. Can I swear? <laughs> if you just want a few times, that's yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, right. I, I got to say something, I was like, oh, I'm sure you'll beep it out or something. Um, yeah, like I don't, um, yeah, I got it. I lost track. Um, yeah, don't see myself as complete. Continue. There's always progressing. You can always grow. There's always yeah. potential to... Well, yeah, you're, you'll notice that even when you, each year, as you grow older, how much more uh, things don't affect you and how much you've learned yeah. to... And also learn other things of how much they affect you, if that makes sense. Mm. So it's a constant... Um, observation. Obviously, there's a lot of people um, that just ignore all these subtle things um, and they don't pay attention to it. And obviously, they stay stuck um, until someone actually does really point it out to them. But um, yeah, there's always room for improvement. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I think the biggest thing, and this is going to be the biggest sign for like guys out there, if if your partner is complaining about you never listening that is your biggest sign that you're like you're not ready because you're not actually listening okay if they don't feel like you're listening then clearly you're not and if you can't like i get it if you're busy i get it there's always like that the wrong time and all that sort of stuff but you need to be able to go like, okay, well, I wasn't listening. Be aware of it and then actually change your actions. But if you're continuously not listening to the other person, then you don't actually care. Um, you you want to believe or tell yourself that you care and you love this person, but they just have something that you want and it's right in front of you and you don't have to try anymore. So you don't do anything about it. You just continue on in the relationship which is so unhealthy because this person, like I'm not going to say this girl or this guy because girls don't listen as well. This is for both ends, but like- Yeah, definitely. That's like you have a partner who is infatuated by you and they're trying to tell you something or ask you something. And yeah, you heard them, but you don't actually either reciprocate or, you know, continue on with whatever it is. Like, yeah. And that was the biggest thing for me. Like I was terrible at listening, like bad, really fucking bad. Mm -hmm. There you go. I swore again. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's how, that's my biggest recognition of like, okay, that's one of my biggest flaws where I don't like, I don't listen. And like the biggest thing that I'm scared of, I have fear towards when it comes to a relationship is I become comfortable and I completely because i've got my my biggest desire and like that is my biggest desire and, you know i feel like there's a lot of people find lust is really the only thing they want in life and i think it's one of the biggest not one of the biggest like obviously human needs we all you know food shelter and stuff like that mm. but i think we prioritize love and prioritize like having a relationship over everything else because like what when i look back it's like when I, my first partner, when we broke up, like I didn't eat for like a week. So like I then basically I put the love that I had over food. And like, that's where you got to go like, okay, holy shit. You are so out of order right now. You need to get yourself together and literally just focus on you and where you're going and how the hell you're going to figure yourself out and through each breakup through each you know whatever you go through like you do learn each time and 
well i hope you do anyway like you're, yeah. you're supposed to try um <laughs> but yeah you, you do get to like learn a lot about yourself and like the, the thing is like you break up with someone and you're like oh i'm gonna get back at them i'm gonna go to the gym and i'm gonna get the best body you know i'm gonna for this is for me anyway i started going to the gym a lot more and then the thing is though like i i become obsessed with going to the gym like i was like holy shit like this is actually really good and then i then took away from like okay i only did this because i was like or i'm only doing this because i wanted to get back it was like you're still doing it for them yeah so i took (laughs) that thought process away and i'm like stuff them and stuff what they think like holy shit i'm looking good and i like this like let's go let's send this and then Uh, you start studying like what can i do to better and then your focus goes away from them and it starts you start channeling into yourself and then then it goes from like the gym and this is just speaking personally like from my experiences to business wise Mm. like i want to start making money like i want to start you know creating a fortune for myself and for my future family so um why what am i doing right now that's like why am i not happy maybe it's because like i'm not working hard enough or i'm not doing things that i love Mm. so you then start searching for a passion and you then once you have that once you have that sort of like goal and that you know expectation of yourself and like um, something to reach relationships start to creep down to where they're supposed supposed to be and um, for me right now I really I'm not searching for a relationship anymore yes I would love one I mean I'd be lying if I said I don't want one Um, but that it's just for me I'm too aware of who I am right now and I've been I'm probably like the most aware of who I am right in this present time to know that a relationship right now would really put a hump in my progression Mm. Um, and it would probably bring me to a halt I know I'd probably fall back into old bad habits Mm. so at the moment yeah I'm kind of avoiding the whole relationship scene Um, I'm more or less just sort of focusing on myself um, but there, there's definitely times where I give in and I, I, I make to some, with it. Yeah, make some uh, <laughs> bad decisions. Nah, I wouldn't call them bad decisions. I, I kind of don't really believe in bad decisions. I mean, yes, we could we could put a we can put a label on that. We can say, oh yeah, it probably wasn't the right decision. Wasn't really thought out decisions. But yeah, like the Lessons thing is to learn decisions in this in this particular uh, category of decisions, Daniel. <laughs> I can't say it's a bad decision because then that's a reflection of the other person. And no, 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 not at all. <laughs> no, like because you, you can, you because like you were saying before, you, if you're not ready, you can make a bad decision by yeah. going into the relationship. It's not them being bad, mm, a bad true. decision. It's probably just the wrong time for yourself. Okay, well, in that aspect, then yes, okay, but. I mean, sorry, if it came across that I was um, suggesting or making the assumption that the person was a bad decision, not at all. I never think that. (laughs) I think of the person who's making the decision because we are responsible for our own decisions. Mm. The other people that are involved actually have no... In the, in the end, when you really take accountability of yourself and your actions, they have no... um, no part or take in your decision making like yeah. yes they might have tempted you but it was your lack of self-control not yeah. saying you specifically i'm just saying in, in general yeah yeah it's that person specifically not having self-control over their own temptations and their wants mm-hmm. and desires um and that's the bad decision they've they've fallen into that temptation yeah and it's a learning obviously it's 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 not judgment towards them it's just a mistake that they have made um and we're all human we all do uh, make bad decisions in those in that connotation uh, but yeah nothing against the, the the other people are involved like of course they've got their own lives and i don't know any of those people enough to say what was a good decision or a bad decision but i guess in a sense if it's making you learn it's a good decision well, yeah there you go um but yeah see 
on the topic of like temptation, I challenge, like honestly, like I challenge you guys, um, and this is something that I've been challenging myself, is learning to be able to say no. Mm. Um, and especially, <laughs> yeah, but especially for guys because um, like, I need to like put this in a, in a way where it doesn't sound sexist. Not even that. It's it's because if you don't say no to some some situations, and I'm, I'm I can sit here and say the drama, not from the other person, but the amount of emotional strain and stress that you put on yourself because again the other person's not meeting your expectations. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm talking more in a sense of there's no emotion connected at the at the moment. It's just a bang bang thing, just in and oh, out. Oh, you mean a, a mm-hmm. one night stand sort of concept? One night stand, or like a, I guess, a continuously one night stand with the same person because they're available through yeah. Tinder or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Okay, now let's say this is a scenario. This certain person messages you, hot, let's get it on, like bang, <laughs> let's go, potato in the oven. Um, <laughs> Uh, Isn't that pregnancy? Yeah, it doesn't matter. (laughs) All right. So they do that. Now, as a guy, especially if you're attracted to this person, it's very hard to say no, especially like, okay. And most guys, we're not busy. Like, we always have time for that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. It's it's just facts. Um, And if you don't have time, you make time. Now... Look, if you can sit there and you know you can, but you go, look, no. Now, not out of pettiness, not out of anything else, but the simple fact that you know that like if, if you can train your mind to sort of not give in to these kind of temptations and be able to say no, then you're going to progress very quickly. Now... Sex is obviously the biggest thing. Like that's going to be the hardest thing. But Mm. I started with food. Being able to say no to like shit food. um, Because like I love food and I'm a sucker for like... He was eating my donuts the other night. Exactly. All of them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then from food, it was alcohol. Now, I still drink. But it's so much easier for myself now to go like, I don't need to drink. Mm. Um, And then from drinking, when you stop drinking, you stop going out. And that's a big thing. Like that's, I feel like, especially in our area, it's very hard for people to say, no, I'm just going to stay in tonight on a Saturday night. Like there from there. And like, that's how you train yourself. You start small and you gradually go through and you need to learn to not beat yourself up when you give like give into it as well because then you're just going to like slow the process down if you do give into temptation that's fine like just be aware of it restart try again mm. I just want to touch about uh, you said your family has a few mental health issues mm-hmm. and uh, tell me about your uncle well, tell the audience, I guess, about your uncle and why it's so important to you. Mental health is so important to you. Um, so, a bit over, oh, it's all, I think it's coming up. It'd be close to two years now. Um, my uncle committed suicide. What was his name? Sorry, his name was Simon. Simon. Simon Holland. Holland. Yeah. Um. So your mother's side? Or your yeah. Mother? Okay. Yeah. So it was on my mum's side. It's my mum's brother. Uh, me and Simon were actually really, really close. Um, yeah, like growing up, I guess he was like the older brother that I never had. Um, but yeah, like our relationship was great. Like it was really good. Um, you know, he was my best mate, really. We did a lot together when we seen each other obviously you know like he had his own life and he was he was living in the shire for a a while and then he moved to Wollongong eventually um but when I got kicked out and when everything happened like um because I wasn't talking to my mum and obviously like he was you know mum's brother so like I think he kind of 
probably didn't get any of my side of the story. So, of course, you know, he would just sort of like look out for his sister and which is fair. Um, so, I had no idea he was going through depression. Um, I had no idea that he was, you know, he got injured at work and it led to not being able to work and then all these sort of things. I, I honestly was so unaware of it. I thought he was just being as stubborn as we all are in this family. Um, and yeah, one day I was, you know, just casual day coming home from work and, um, my dad called me and, um, he goes, Hey mate. And I was like, it's like, Oh, how you going dad? And he goes, Oh, look, are you, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just driving. He's like, you might want to pull over. And I was like, Oh no, it's all good. What's that? He goes, yeah, your uncle's dead. Just like that. And I was like, at first I was like, huh? Like who? He's like, Simon, mate. And I was like, oh, right. Did you pull over this time? No, I I didn't pull over. You have to understand now, I was in such a hate mindset towards my mum and that whole family. Mm. Like I did try to call my uncle on his birthdays, like, and he didn't answer. You know, like I did try and reach out to him. So like I hated them. Like I hated them so much. Like, you know, the, the lack of love and care that I got was really shit. And like my mum, you know, one birthday, instead of just messaging me, she did a Facebook post. Now, a lot of people would be like, oh, you know, you'd be grateful for the Facebook post. And I am grateful for the Facebook post, but it wasn't because it was my birthday. She just wanted to show everyone that she cared. Like she doesn't have to show everyone. She just had to message me. Like it wasn't genuine. It Mm. wasn't a genuine happy birthday. It was like, oh, even though I kicked out my son, like we still have a great relationship. We weren't talking at all. Like we weren't talking at all. We were, if anything, the end of communication, it was an argument. Mm. Um, so yeah, like my mindset at the time was like, F this whole side of the family. Like I couldn't care less. And like when I got that call, Honestly, and this is terrible and like uh, the worst thought I've ever had in my life was like, I don't even care. Mm. Like I I didn't even care that he was, that he committed suicide. And um, how did you find out that that it was suicide? Like because of your dad? Yeah, dad. Yeah. So it was later on in the call, that same. Yeah, that same call. he, He basically, yeah, he killed himself. Dad was very forward about it. I think dad was a bit like, we were all feeling the same pain. Um, at, at first I was numb. Like after the whole, I don't care. Like, I think I just had my moment and then like, I just, I felt nothing. And then it wasn't until I guess I seen my family, like my siblings when it all hit and like, you, you kind of go like, you don't even think about the hate anymore. You're just like, yeah holy shit um and you know like i am very sorry for feeling that way at the time and i definitely don't feel like that anymore um and i i'm so grateful for the time i did have with him Mm. um you know like it it's life um and it's just the way it is sometimes and i'm not angry at him you know like he it's his his way that's the way he took his life and it's a way like you can't you can't stop people from doing what they're gonna do and this isn't just like with suicide this is in general like you can't control people you You can help and you can guide and that's as much as you can do and um yep he took his life and he did leave a lot of people behind and a lot of people distraught um and it, it isn't fair I hope he's happy and I hope that he's, you know, feeling better now. Um, but anyone that like experiences loss, um, especially to suicide, they will know that it's like, um, it, it is hard and you do have your days and like a lot of the time you just remember the good times 
But when you slip up and you actually really get into a deep thought, and this is the hardest thing for me, and this is where I struggle with it, is like, I'm never going to see him again. Mm. Like, he's gone. I'm never going to hear his voice. Mm. I'm never going to be able to just, I'm never going to see him again. And like, the hardest part for me is we never got to reconnect. Mm. We were left in that hate circle. Um, we, I never got to just have a beer with him and just be like, Fuck, who cares about whatever happened? Like, it's over. Like, let's just, you know, reunite and let's be mates again and let's, you know, continue doing stuff. I wanted to be able to show him my dog training business. I wanted to be able to, you know, like he was really into cars. I've got a nice car now. Like, it would have been amazing to be able to, you know, take him for a spin in it. Um, and like they're the hard part. That's the hardest part. The, the hardest part is sitting there and going like, he's gone. Like he's with me, but he's gone. Mm. Um, and that sucks. That That's, I think for anyone that's experienced loss from suicide, it's the hardest part. And he was so young, like he was only like 42. And, um, yeah. Yeah, that's the shitty part. Mm. But yeah, it's it's life. And life is beautiful no matter what actually comes out of it. Um, you know, and we can't... I can't sit here all day and, um, you know, go, oh, he's gone, he's gone. Like, we had so many good times and, like, they're the times that I'm so appreciative of. Like, I remember... I, he was really into his um, remote control cars, like petrol cars and stuff like that. And he bought this brand new one. I spent, I think he spent so much money on it. And we're out of the oval and um, it went out of range, but it didn't turn off. And yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just see him just, I can still see him running after this car. It's going like 30 kilometers. He's just trying to catch it. Uh, it it was hilarious. Like, I mean, those are the type of moments that you have to keep in your mind. And, you know, like the times that were fun, the times that were happy, you know, so that we went to Fiji together and, you know, we got so drunk. We're just doing so much dumb shit, you know, like talking through our ass cheeks. <laughs> yeah, like just being absolute tools. Um, and like, yeah, they're the times you appreciate. They're the times you, you need to keep and, um, yeah, not, not dwell on what could have been, you know, what could be. It's, it's, it's just every day. Mm. Yeah. It'll be hard. Yeah. So from that, from the experience of your, um, your uncle passing, do you feel you now have more of a sense of other people's emotions and sort of caring of what they think and say and do sort of mm -hmm. thing? Um, yes and no. I believe that it's very important that you, you express yourself in the way you want to. And yes, be mindful and respectful of other people's feelings, but don't let other people control or um sort of hold you back from being yourself so it's very important to find that fine line mm. um i now more or less try and actually help and guide the people that are doing it so i'll i'll use my social media to post um content on development and focusing on a positive mindset or you know i call it the king's mindset mm. um so yeah i i don't i don't hold back on what i have to say um i do i do be mindful but at the same time sometimes you have to be a bit fierce on what you say and sometimes you have to be upfront because that is sometimes what people need and yeah, if they can't the accept it, yeah, <laughs> if they can't accept it, then that's a problem in themselves and eventually they will. Um, or not. Or not. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like, but like, that's not your problem. Exactly. Like you and, said, you can't control what they do. Exactly. And, and yes, I get it. Like people, 
people are emotional. People do take things very to heart. Mm. But at the same time, like, are you going to not be yourself just because that person might be upset? Yeah. I can't remember if it's the word compromise, but you're... It's a, in a sense not disqualifying. I can't remember the word, but you can't um, compromise your your true self or your um, personality just to please someone else to bend to their. Is that the right word? Mm. Compromise. You, you can't obviously, like you're saying, change your personality or the way you live your life just to please other people and make them feel happy when really. They're never going to be happy in the end anyway, no matter what you do. Because <laughs> then they're like, oh, that's actually not what I don't want. So mm. it, it's, it's, you can be mindful of uh, people's emotions and feelings, but it's always going to be on them of how they're going to... Interpret it and how they're going to take, what they're going to take from it. How they, how they affect, how it mm. affects them. For example, like as a Christian, people always come up to me and say, you know, oh, um, I worship the devil or... <laughs> And a lot of a lot of uh, Christians will step back and be like, "Oh, that's not that's not very good." Like that, and then they'll sort of be like ruffled in their feathers, so to speak, and be like, "Oh, I don't like that," and sort of shun the person. I'm going, "Hey, if you want to worship the devil, go for it. It doesn't affect me anymore. Like it, it, it I don't allow people who are trying to um, provoke mm. obviously an emotion in me or try to provoke me to feel a certain emotion, yeah, just to make them feel like they've got power over me." Um, and to make it feel, obviously show my flaws and stuff. So whenever someone comes up to me and like, even when people say, oh, you're not that nice of a person or you're not good looking or you're, you're, uh, you're too arrogant or whatever, I'm like going, you know, if that's your interpretation, that's fine. Like, I'm not going to argue or tell you, um, I'm not going to defend myself and I'm not going to explain myself because what the view you're coming up with is already a pre-made view in your head of who I am. Mm-hmm. And it's not actually me. And I'm not going to allow your opinion affect my emotions. Wait, why did we get on this topic? (laughs) 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 No, it was like we're talking about me being like people being mindful or more. Oh, yeah. So have you allowed? Yeah. yeah. Now that. Yeah. And you were saying, yeah, um, don't change who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're a rifle piece of shit. Maybe you should. Like, maybe you should be more considerate of what you have to say. Yeah, you're not but, going out of your way to yeah <laughs> to offend someone. Yeah, I'm talking as if you were just having a genuine conversation with someone or you are trying to guide someone. You just be your honest self. Like, you can't fake guidance. You can't fake sort of any sort of, you know... You just can't fake yourself. You just have, and mm. that's that's the biggest thing with like a lot of people. They try to be someone that they're not, mm. and that's when they get themselves in that circle. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I have been that person I've, for a long time. Is because I'm not. It's not because I'm trying to fit in. It's just because I'm trying to be someone. And why the hell should I try to be someone when I am someone? And yeah, yeah. I, people have to learn to like me for who I am. So. If they don't, then that's their own problem. Like, they're missing out. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. All right. And with that, we'll end it here. uh, Only because we're going to go see our uh, Mr. Lance uh, finish at the finish line for his first marathon. Actually, I don't know if it's his first or his second. I don't know. He doesn't say us. He runs marathons monthly, but, like, they're never competing. Yeah. He never competes. And he runs extra marathons. Like, instead of a 42K, apparently, marathon, it goes to a 50K. Yeah. (laughs) And um, he actually corrected me yesterday. Did you hear him? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so it's like 50K. And he's like, no, it's uh, 42K, my brother. And I'm like, yeah. oh, well, just run that extra 8K since you normally do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so thank you very much, Connor, for um, coming on this podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you on the next one. And we'll talk more about um, your business stuff and yeah. your business mindset and uh, your learning curves mm. of going through your different businesses because you've had multiple ideas um yes tried to follow through on most of them but you haven't but you know yeah and in a sense they've failed but you know whatever but we can learn all about that in the next podcast episode which hopefully will be a youtube 
um, video that we all can yeah, watch. Yeah, no, that'd be, that'd be awesome if we could get some film going. Because we like to see uh, Connor's facial expressions when I pull pranks on him. Yeah, so. it's lovely, especially with my <laughs> beautiful head. Yeah. So thank you very much, Connor. Thank you. Um, yeah, hopefully you guys are listening to this loved it or liked it or learned something from it. Um, don't forget to give us, you know, a review on yes. Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever, or even just message on our, on my Instagram or whatever. But you can find us at Instagram. Oh no, Connor's Instagram is King Canine Training. Yes. I don't know if you want to do your personal one, but that's his business one mm-hmm. um, that you can find where he does uh, training with his dog and stuff and other dogs as well, obviously, because he's a dog, dog trainer. trainer. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's his handle. Anyway, have a good, wonderful day and king up. So yeah.